Welcome everybody to Lore and Poor, the only lore show you need in your lives. I'm just kidding. We're probably going to have another lore show called Lore and Snore by the time this episode goes out. So you need two, but this is 50% of them, so that's something. Hey, uh, tonight we have got a very special guest because we have got the creator of not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but all nine of the hells. That's right. We have got Drurundu himself here with us. Drurundu, thank you so much for stopping by. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here, Adam. But I, if I may, just a slight correction. I'm not actually the creator of the nine hells. I um, I am Professor uh, Gerald Rundu of the Unseen University. Uh, I hold the position of the chair of extraplanar geography. Uh, I have visited and documented the true experience that is to be found in the nine hells. I've travelled there myself. Uh, obviously, I am not... Um, uh, a cleric or anything like that. Uh, I'm not even a good person. Uh, so I had to harvest the souls of several hundred nuns, uh, in order to create a, a, an aura of good to protect myself as I traveled through the nine hells. But sh- surely the uh, documentation that I provided is the uh, finest and foremost in all the land. What was it? Gerald Undo? Professor Gerald Rundu, yes, that's right. Yeah, um, your your agent said you created them. Well, that's all right. I we mean, we should be able to. I I create. I certainly created the popular perception of the Nine Hells uh, through my okay. work, um, but okay. it was a it was an academic exercise, uh, as I say, and those those several hundred nuns sacrificed should not be uh, uh, taken in vain. Definitely not. I just might have a uh, follow-up email for your agent after this. But uh, while we've got you here, it sounds like you're still one of the leading experts on the topic. So that's oh, fantastic. Uh, before we get started, uh, like every episode of Lauren Poor, I do need to just ask, what are we drinking tonight? Um, well, I was drinking um, beer previously. Uh, well, now I'm on uh, Polish uh, honey liqueur. Uh, it's uh, delightful. Uh, tastes of honey. Uh, and only, uh, slightly later do you feel the deleterious effects of its, uh, full 38% ABV. It's delightful. And then, of course, uh, as always, for here, it is the Kettle One and Diet Mountain Dew monstrosity called the Dirty Dew. So, Gerundu, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I'm gonna love to do you know dive in and really do like a layer by layer overview of all nine layers of hell but first it's like a exciting cake it's like the best cake if you're mm. not good if you like but magma. <laughs> before we do that though um i think it's only you know uh wise for us to start at the beginning so how and why perhaps were the nine hells created um, well, they're essentially a manifestation of, uh, lawful evil. Uh, they exist, uh, they, the hells need to exist as a cosmological function, uh, due to the presence of such concept of lawful evilness in the world. Um, who could say truly when they were created? The, uh, archaeological evidence was scant, uh, on my expedition, um, certainly, but, uh, as far as I understand it, the, the hells just simply need to exist, uh, as part of a, you know, the overarching, 
cosmology of the uh, of the universe, uh, the concept of lawful evil, which is you know manifested in many ways, um, such as you know through strict enforcement of parking and uh, you know traffic enforcement, you know minor offences, perhaps playing music slightly too loud in the late afternoon on a Sunday. You know, that's the kind of thing that lawful evil beings really get off on, is the uh, inflictment of just nuisances, really. But as I say, as long as there are people in the multiverse who ascribe to that sort of thing, and I'm sure you know many petty, petty people like that in your own personal life, then a plane for that must exist. So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just something that has to exist given the nature of humanoid beings in the multiverse. So, uh, why, why nine of them though? Is that, it seems like, I don't know, uh, I mean, ten seems like it would have been a nice even number, or eight. Yeah, ten or eight obviously would be nice even numbers, but I mean, by the very nature of, uh, hell, I mean, it, it is odd. Uh, it is outside of <laughs> conventional human experience. <laughs> Here's, we do like our little jokes here in the, uh, Unseen University. But yes, uh, it, it there are nine hells basically because everybody says there are. Uh, there are trans- there are transitional places between hells, but it's more or less, um, you know, you have individual layers ruled by certain petty squabbling individuals who, you know, maintain that there are nine just for purely sort of tradition reasons, really. You mentioned... Uh, Leaders of mm. these layers are they? Uh, are they like what kind of people are leading it? Are they like demons? No, 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 dear sweet boy, no demons. You see, they live in the abyss, which is where the chaotic evil uh, things live. Now, devils is what you would look for within the hells. Um, Asmodeus is the, uh, of course, is the the overall ruler of the nine hells, and uh, is a manifest generally as a gentleman with large horns. He is quite personable if caught at the right time. As I say, I was encased in a aura of good energy projected by the souls of 700 uh, nuns uh, at the time, so he could not approach me uh, directly. But we had a pleasant conversation and he seemed perfectly reasonable living as he did in Nessus at the, the ninth and very bottom layer of the hells. But yes, you can find all, all manner of creatures that you would associate with devils, really. Sort of uh, uh, hags, uh, hellhounds, uh, that kind of thing. But, Professor, I associate demons with devils. Are they not friends? No, no, you see, they are not friends. They are not friends at all. You see, the, the, what, what they were subject to is something called the Blood War, which has essentially tr- uh, happened throughout the eons and is a... Uh, a consistent declaration of war between the forces of lawful evil and chaotic evil. Because, you see, cosmology is not so simple as being simply good and evil. We have the forces of law and chaos within those, as I'm sure you're aware. Oh, and which ones are the uh, demons and which ones are the devils? Demons are chaotic and devils are lawful, but they are both evil. So it sounds like if I had to choose to run into one, probably devil? As long as I'm not, like, speeding? A... Ca- well, let's put it this way. So, a, a, a demon might 
uh, decide to make a musical instrument out of your entrails, or it might sing you a song, or it would be a very terrible song that would be a pain to listen to, but it would do bad things to you. It, the degree of badness would depend entirely on what mood it was in at the time. The lawful evil creature, the devil, if you will, um, operates under a principle of there, uh, you know, it's a more ordered system of cause and effect. However, they take great, as I mentioned previously, they take great delight in enforcing very minor and negligible laws just to cause discomfort wherever they can, really. Uh, but they do it at least according to their own sort of defined code. Well, well, I mean, I feel like we could probably do a whole episode on devils and demons now, but obviously while I've got you, the leading expert on the nine layers of hell, I think we it only makes sense that we have to go just layer by layer and do a, a chat about you know each of them and quick like overview. So I think we start at the top. Is the top the best or the worst? Well, I mean, it's all it's all relative, isn't it? Uh, your top layer of hell is, uh, of course, Avernus, uh, and Avernus is uh, it kind of looks. You, you, at first inspection, you would think that uh, J.R. Tolkien had cribbed from my work somewhat when he was describing Mordor, uh, sort of like a blasted uh, black landscape accessible through the uh, astral plane, of course, which uh, I know we've had some previous experts in uh, discussing that very topic. Uh, you couldn't arrive through color pools and, and the like, but it resembles a sort of rocky, blasted sort of landscape. It's the entry level of hell. It is um, not all that bad, all things considered. Parking, as I say, is is uh, extremely overpriced, and you would be well advised to um, take the park and ride um, from the color pool into central Avernus rather than trying to drive. Um, Certainly, we had many problems. Um, there are very many bicycle routes, of course, but they are littered with decaying human corpses. You mentioned earlier about uh, various leaders in the yes. Nine Hells. It's like each layer have a council of leaders, or is it like a democracy? Or Not really. I mean, as you would expect within a hell. I mean, well, certainly... Through our own bitter experience, we can see that democracy can, of course, resemble hell at times. Um, no, uh, each in individual layer is, is more or less a, uh, a petty fiefdom overruled by a, uh, an archdevil. So, a, you know, a extremely powerful, malign entity of, uh, lawful evil. Uh, as I say, the ninth hell is presided over by uh, Asmodeus. He's the only one really worth remembering because he's the boss of them all. Um, they consistently scheme and plot and assassinate each other uh, throughout the uh, the nine hells, and it's uh, it's you know it's a jolly good thing that they do because uh, they're bastards, frankly. So who's the current leader of the first layer of hell? And what do they look like? It's been some time since I've been there. I think the last fellow who was there was named Terry. Terry. And was Terry like a like a dude devil or like a, a horse? 
well, horse devil. He, he was not a horse devil. He was, um, you know, from the waist down, he was he resembled something like a, a slug. Oh, just waist down. Mm, no, yes, I mean, uh, he, he was. He proceeded by slithering along on his uh, very slimy belly. From the waist up, though, he was um, something more akin to a. Uh, a man and a tarantula, a manantula. That sounds like a pretty terrible combination. It's It was unpleasant to look at, but I, he had a, a very good taste in easily listening records. I, um, you know, I, he would croon away to some Barry Manilow while he was pulling the legs off some poor sod who just al- arrived there. But as I say, you know, quite personable, as long as you're encased within the collected goodwill of 700 nuns. Before we go on to layer two uh, from uh, this amazing cake, uh, I did, I, I've got this kind of recurring question I'm just curious about on all the layers, mm. is just what what was like the coolest feature you saw while you're there? Maybe the coolest like hot spot to hang out or something that looked really cool or like a cool person well I mean there was the iron iron city of Dees which is the second layer coincidentally Um, now Dees is more sort of a suburb really of of hell Um, the iron city was actually you know presented with sort of extremely um, good opportunities for shopping um, I found the facilities rather good. I mean, the screams of the ceaseless screams of the tormented and imprisoned um, did somewhat mar the experience. Uh, but as I say, um, I was uh, overall quite impressed with the uh, the city of, uh, of Iron and Dees. And that's in the second layer, you said. That's right, Dees. Yes. And uh, what's kind of the characteristics of of Dees? Uh, what's well, it look like? Ceaseless lament, lamentation of um, of tormented souls. Uh, certain, uh, certainly large areas of it are quite prisony. Um, yeah. But as I say, they they really do have some fantastic uh, boutiques. Uh, you can find really good deals on some handmade knickknacks. I myself bought a lamp uh, made out of a living human uh, skull, uh, which <laughs> you know I call Raphael, and we uh, we just we talk long into the night. Well, I say we talk; he just screams unintelligibly until I switch him off. Uh, but uh, you know, I I enjoy him. Did that cost a lot, or was it like uh, pretty cheap in that area? Well, I you see. I came furnished with. Um, uh, I came furnished with uh, the finger bones of some saints, which I was able to trade. Um, yeah. Finger bones of saints are actually relatively common. Um, there's all kinds of saints buried all over the place. You, mm-hmm. um, perhaps not so much in, in North America, but if you were able to travel to Europe, I'm sure you could go to any any old church and dig up a few bones. You'd be able to trade those for uh, with, a, with a suitably convincing story and a bit of provenance you know you could sell pretty much anything to a devil so was it like one bone for one lamp or what was like the exchange range no it was uh, finger bones and lamps it was it was it was it was three finger bones but they were from you see from uh 
two different fingers. Uh, so each each finger, as you know, contains sort of three three bones, independent bones. So I got a cheeky little deal with uh, a little bit extra thrown in with uh, some uh, with a little brimstone charm. Um, it smells awful, but I thought it would make a good present, perhaps for my mother-in-law. Yeah, I mean, it, I think you were right the, in that first part of that uh, statement about it smelling awful, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Um, so in in dis or dis 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 uh, the second I, one, I think you know I, I I frankly I don't think they're much bothered. <laughs> People can't really tell. He, it's difficult to carry a conversation. I will say that the um, the heavy metal music is rather good within the city of Iron, as you would expect. It's somewhat cliche of a name um but other than that the beyond be, beyond you know the the overwhelming volume of uh 1980s heavy metal um and the screaming of the the ceaseless screaming of the tormented it's quite difficult to hold a conversation so dis or dis as long as you say the d at the beginning most people will be able to lip read what you're saying did we do we mention who's the leader of that lair I honestly can't remember. I was quite drunk through most of uh, my time there. From what I recall, it was some sort of insectoid, snake-faced leopard man, but I could be wrong. That might just have been my... uh... I'll take your word for that. Dropping down a layer to layer number three, I'm looking at... Man, I'm looking at this time, uh, Professor... And I'm worried about getting through nine layers. We've got so much information. Oh, I'm, what a shame. I may, no, I may have bit off more than I can chew with this interview. This is... Uh, oh, well, I'll have to get more drunk and come back another time. I think we can do it. Let's see. I don't know. This third layer, what does it look like? Uh, the third layer is Menoros, and it is a large swamp uh, filled with uh, decaying bodies and the scent of despair. Uh, broken only by uh, volcanic uh, rock formations that jut from the uh, the swamp. There is a city there, uh, a citadel that uh, rises from the swamp. It fell over into the swamp. A funny story, they tried to build it once, it uh, fell over into the swamp. Uh, they built it again, it uh, fell in the swamp again. And then they <laughs> built the third castle that one burned down fell over then sank into the swamp but the fourth one stayed up and uh, that is the city that is there currently <laughs> in Minoris. the city is also called Minoris, by the way oh, well it sounds like this is the stinkiest of the lair so far it is rather rotten yes i suspect rather that it's been used as something of a dumping ground for corpses do you, do you happen to know the name of the person who's in charge of this lair the stinky lair I didn't stay long enough to meet who was in charge. But I, I wouldn't really imagine either. That they have a severe personal hygiene problem. Yep, I. It, huh. Well, again, I was going to ask, like, what's a cool place to go there? But it seems like there's no cool places in that one. They're really. I mean, the exit is probably the coolest <laughs> place that you can go there. Uh, the, the exit right down to the fourth layer. The fourth layer, yes. I, and and that, of course, is is Phlegethos. And it's that probably, sounds like a mouthful. It is. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm sure that's Greek. Um, however, it is the what it would fit the most sort of stereotypical notion of hell, the fiery hell. It's all magma and volcanoes and f- 
random fireballs exploding all over the place. Um, it's very sort of affiliated with the uh, sort of planes of fire that you might also travel to and be and be quite confused that they might be hell, but they're not. Uh, they're rather similar, but this is the most stereotypical version of hell—the fiery hell. This is the fi- this is the fire one, the bad the the bad burning one, the bad burning fiery bastard. Yes, that's the one. And uh, who are who's the leader of this one? Uh, bombastic Francis, uh, rather uh, a, a larger lady who's very jolly, and uh, except uh, you should know she, she enjoys. Cool. Yeah, she's pretty good. She enjoys a nice barbecue. Um, I mean, you might end up toasted on a fork in a pit of burning fire forever. But as I say, if you've sacrificed several hundred nuns and you're, you're powered by their, by their good aura, then you, you know, you've got a free pass. <laughs> Enjoy the ribs. Something cool here, other than uh, this, this person's uh, barbecue? Well, as I say, the barbecue is fantastic. But if you are not in the mood for barbecue, you can get a pizza diavolo, which is, you know, a really nice, refreshing change of pace. Just take a little uh, left at the uh, at the, the first uh, funeral, set of funeral pyres, uh, and you will see just a little Italian trattoria on a piazza Ooh. there. It's beautiful. I would Actual really recommend... official Italian pizza. Absolutely. I would recommend spending an afternoon there, perhaps with an, you know, having a coffee and just doing a bit of people watching. And then getting out of there before you get barbecued on a fork. Well, I mean, yes, but... (laughs) Unless you've sacrificed the 700 nuns. Exactly. You know, you must have access to these these sort of things if you're going to explore hells. Yeah. Did did those nuns, did they, like, uh, volunteer as tribute so that you could go and get all this information? I'm not going to answer that question because the (laughs) Vatican has been sending me letters nonstop. And okay, quite frankly, it's, it's, rather, it's rather a bore for me now. Then we'll just uh, we'll just uh, drop right down in that hole down to the next layer. I'm sure that's how the travel works, right? A big hole you just jump down to get down to the next layer. Essentially, I mean, you just keep digging around these layers until you find a cavern or an iron door or an impassable boulder or a dog with too many heads. Uh, it's all that kind of jimbo jambo. Uh, I, you know, I think they mainly do it for the tourists. The next Probably, layer, though, I mean, yeah, you know, the next layer is quite, quite different, and it illustrates the point uh, that I believe they do it for the tourists, which is, of course, cold land, aka Stygia, uh, which is a frozen ice scape, uh, frozen sea interspersed with jutting, tremendous icebergs. It's extremely cold and unpleasant, and you know, wrap up warm. Uh, bring a jumper, that sort of So thing. it's an entire ocean world, but with sheets of ice on the top? Essentially, it's, uh, it's cold as balls, yes. It's, it's really... I mean, if you're into skiing, um, there might be something for you there. Uh, but really, I mean, equipment hire is very expensive, and it didn't seem worth it to me. I was running low on uh, Satan New Relics. <laughs> Finger bounce. That's right, yes, finger bones. I had a jawbone, but who wants to break a jawbone for a pair of skis? I mean, really. Yeah, well, you, need a, you need to find something worth the entire jawbone. Absolutely, so just two absolutely. Or a half. And, it's, you know, so someone sees me carrying a jawbone around, I'm liable to get mugged. So who's the, who's 
who would want to be the leader of this big icy shithole? <laughs> Part of my language, I don't like the cold at all. No, well, I mean, you certainly wouldn't like this cold. I mean, it ran as low as, uh, I believe, about minus 60 degrees centigrade. It was very, very cold. It was a Norwegian fellow named uh, Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Okay, well, so far, he's probably my least favorite because... Uh, I don't think I he was w- even dead, you know. I think he was just the only person who could be bothered to stay there. <laughs> just, just somebody who really likes skiing a lot. Yes, he was, a, as I say, perfectly reasonable Norwegian fellow for all it seemed. Uh, rather taken with the aquavit, but he is a pleasant fellow. Uh, we just moved on before we uh, got f- uh, frostbite. So yeah, if you swam down in that ocean, went down to that sixth layer, what uh, what layer would you find? Uh, Malbolge. Malbolge uh, is, is the uh, the sixth layer. Um, really, nothing much to write home about here. I've it seemed more like an industrial area to me. Um, uh. You hate nothing, to see that. Nothing much of interest for the casual, uh, you know, tourist. Um, it's kind of like the just you, it, it's like when you go somewhere, you know, off on vacation, and uh, say like me as an American, like going somewhere and seeing like a McDonald's. Like I wouldn't go eat at a McDonald's. I would walk right past it, just keep going to the next one. Mm, it was. It's more like you, you if you were just. A, you know, you you take the family on a nice holiday, and you end up driving around a dilapidated steel mill. Um, it's just 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 not worth it. You just keep going to the next town. Yeah, you just go. You're like, did you even find out who the leader was or anything? Or I just... didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest with you, because I I you know I I don't sully myself with manual labor and I didn't see the point in hanging around to talk to people who do. So dropping down then, if you just if you just fucking drove your minivan, your Honda Odyssey, right on through the sixth <laughs> layer and got to the seventh, uh, what would we find there? Maladomini. Um, this is another layer, you know, it really seems like it was probably quite fancy some time ago. Um, it's gone somewhat to the dogs now, but there are, you know, still some remarkable feats of architecture you can see around the place. Um, particularly the public library. Um, all the books, of course, are about torture and fire, and some of them bite you when you try and read them. It's really an exciting day out for all the family. Uh, Watch those children's fingers, though, because, of course, they aren't worth any money like those of a no, saint. No, you gotta be a sainthood, yeah. Mm. And then, uh, so if you just uh, jump into uh, one of those reading rainbow fantasy books and climb on down to the eighth level, what are we looking at there? We're looking at Kanya, uh, which is another rather cold... Ah, um, Chucks. Two cold places? I'm afraid so, but you are rather spoiled for choice with hot places in, uh, in <laughs> That's Hell. true. Um, there are seven, seven rather warm... Uh, I guess it is a good change Hells. of pace. So, you know, for some time. I mean, this this hell is more... Um, rather than a frozen sea, is, uh, is more sort of... Um, an extremely cold sort of like forest, something like that, you know, like actual tundra, not like a mountain just... top or yes, you know that kind of thing. So we need to get the Norwegian guy down to this one because it's probably much better skiing. 
I mean, one would think, but you know, he seems perfectly content to just be out there with his aquavit. So, I, hey, maybe he really likes water skiing, and it's just uh, that's why he hangs out there. He's just five. waiting for the thaw. <laughs> one just day wait. it'll melt. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be there. He'll be the first person there with a the swan boat. He sits bare butt cheeks on different parts of the ice and just tries to melt them quickly. Oh, to, each, to each their own. Um, yes, yeah, so this is more for, for like your roughy tufty. Uh, you know, it's not like a park area, I suppose you might describe it as, where you know the more well-to-do denizens of the Nine Hells might come to walk their uh, multi-headed dogs. Okay, who's uh, did you did you get the name of this uh, person? This good devil? <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Um, what was it now? <laughs> I did. I met him briefly, as I was uh, picking a flower which was made out of what looked to be a femur wrapped in barbed wire, and he stopped me and said, "Tufta, you look awfully like a fellow I went to school with." And I said, "I'm sorry, do you know? I'm sorry. I didn't go to school in hell. I've just come from outside." I'm. Uh, we had a good laugh about it. And what was his name? Johnny Bastard. That was Johnny, it. Johnny Bastard. Johnny Bastard, yes. He was... <laughs> uh, what a laughable misunderstanding. But yes, a fine fellow. And the ruler, of course, of the Eighth Hell. So it sounds like... Uh, well, I mean, what did what did Johnny Bastard's house look like? Did it... Is it just like a little shitty house? Or like a big... Well, it was... It, it was uh, sort of like a... Uh, it was like mock, a mock Tudor semi-detached. Um, so... Mm. Rather nice, a uh, two-car drive, uh, a crazy paving on the walk up to the door there, and uh, you know, nice off-street parking. Rather um, modest, but uh, you know, we we went into his kitchen. I must say, it was very well appointed. A breakfast bar and uh, a Keurig. Uh, we had a little capsule coffee and wow, a Keurig, yeah. an eighth layer of hell. It's got to oh, be yeah, pricey. So he's, he, he, you wouldn't believe, I mean, the, so the, the real estate prices. Absolutely. So it sounds like with him being, uh, was it, it was a hit, was it a him? Uh, I mean, I didn't or see. Or just I, a big. <laughs> I, I didn't really see their genitals. I mean, to be honest with you, it, I couldn't really look at Johnny Bastard. Um, to try and comprehend his form blasted my mind somewhat, and it really took oh. two or three cups of curry coffee to, um, Restore me back to normal. I, um. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like you probably had a pretty uh, decent and pretty long conversation with Johnny Bastard. Probably with- did. I mean, by the time the third cup uh, of coffee hit, I yeah. uh, I really needed to uh, make my excuses and leave because I was going to make a real mess of his toilet. But I mean, with Johnny Bastard being on layer eight and there only being nine layers of hell, was Johnny Bastard? Was he ambitious and wanting to, like, somehow... You know, he's one layer away mm. from being the king of it all. Mm. Did he talk to you about any, like, schemes or machinations of, like, taking well, over and I mean, becoming the leader? He talked a big game. He did talk a big game. But at the end of the day, and he, he admitted this to me himself. He said, my name is just not as cool as Asmodeus. It's and at not. the end of the day, that's just not going to win me the support I'm going to need to form a coup. So um, I said, well, maybe you should consider changing your name from Johnny Bastard to something slightly yeah. more classically intimidating. It's a devil, right? They're all good at 
about law and they can write up a form and get it legally well, I, changed. You know, I, I said we want we can, you know look at the classics and Basable, you know Belial, maybe something with a B. I mean you got the so bastard there. Bow, I mean, bow, Basta- Bastardion or something like that. You know you could pass that off as being you know something classically inspired. Bonnie, no. Well, I mean I. I was, I'll pass. I'll pass you his address, and perhaps you could. I don't want it. Reason. I don't want it. Okay. Well, I mean, your loss is a rather good correspondent, and you might get some recipes for chili that'll really knock your socks off. But uh, yes, uh, I, as I said, Bastardion was my suggestion. Um, but as I said, I really need to make my excuses because after three cups of hell coffee, my bowels were really quite ready to evacuate. So, did you go down to Lair Nine and take a big old? Uh, Keurig poop? I, I did on the way, yes. Uh, I mean, wait, on the, le- on the way, like on uh, platform eight and three quarters? It wasn't intentional. As I was shitting down the rope ladder, something just sort of shook loose. Um, fortunately, I was wearing rather baggy chinos, so I just managed to uh, slip it out the leg and uh, we just climbed down without incident. And, of course, obviously, you climbed down and landed in layer number nine, which we all know the name is... Is Nessus. I... Do I even want to ask what Nessus looks like? Nessus looks like a industrial goth club circa 1998. Okay, so lots of volcanoes. I mean, there are some volcanoes, but really it looks like a... You know, like a... A, a nightclub, a rather run-down nightclub with uh, strobing lights and thumping industrial music, uh, and a lot of people who look like they've uh, watched The Matrix too many times. And you already—I mean, we already found out that this one is led by the one, the only Asmodeus himself. Mm. Did you get? You did say that you got a chance to meet Asmodeus. How was I did. It? I was in the VIP uh, because no fucker could touch me, surrounded as I was by the the goodly aura of seven hundred deceased nuns. And yes, I uh, demanded bottle service as you do. Uh, I think he was rather taken with the cut of my jib, and we we sat and chatted for a while. He was a very handsome chap uh, in some sort of red silk affair, uh, large ram's horns, and I said, well. We all know what rams are good for, don't we? Ramming. <laughs> and he said, you vulgar shit. And I said, well, I'm surrounded by the good aura of 700 nuns. Come at me, you bastard. And he uh, he laughed. Uh, the, ban- <laughs> the bouncers tried. Uh, they were incinerated. Um, <laughs> based, based in golden light. Um, oh, God, those nuns. They'd really, really saved my bacon. That really sounds like it was actually a pretty fun hang. It was excellent, and all it cost was the lives of 700 nuns, which, in my book, is a small price to pay for my personal enjoyment. That sounds like a pretty good price for getting to visit all nine of the Hells. Um, Was there, like, any place in the ninth layer that really stuck out to you, other than... Was it just one nightclub? A really big one? It's it's, it's like... I mean, the only thing I could really compare it to you in the conventional world would be one of the super clubs in uh, Ibiza. It really is just like, seems like it goes on forever, except it's full of really 
dial-faced de- uh, devil types and not uh, demons, right? No demons, not demons in there. No, I, I mean, I nearly slipped myself there. I can see why the layman might make that error, but no devils, uh, sour-faced devils. Uh, they all striving to get into the, the VIPs. Drinks are rather watered down and overpriced. But you know, really, that's what the the hell experience is in a nutshell. And if you don't visit Nessus and brave the VIP section, then what's the point in going to hell at all? Yeah, I feel like if you made it, especially if you make it past, like, layer three, you may as well buckle up and make it all the way down to nine. Well, I mean, if you don't want to be mistaken for the casual tourist, I mean, you'll want to delve further than Stygia in the first place. I mean, really. Um, Malbolge, as I say, despite being a industrial um, heartland of the hells is really where you know in the next 10 years I'm sure that it would be a, a very uh, well developed area uh, because tor- hell tourism is uh, only going to increase and uh, as we can see by uh, current events in the world there are plenty of people queuing up to get in so by now it would be my advice by now yeah it's only going to go up from here especially after this episode releases and people find out how cool it is uh down there mm. so uh thank you so much professor for joining us i know you're, you're probably uh, extremely busy with different appearances and interviews so thanks for taking the time out for this uh lowly podcast and uh joining us here um when you're not uh delving deeper into the layers of the nine hells where can people find you at um, you can find me um, every alternate Wednesday on Dice Talk with uh, the very talented and lovely Jeremy Fair. You can find me every other alternate Wednesday on Shitty Cowboys as uh, John Ballard Pendergrass on your podcast feed. Uh, and every Wednesday that Shitty Cowboys drops as a podcast, we will record the following episode live on twitch that saturday you can also find me as silas lancaster on um roll for weird uh also dropping on fridays on your uh pod feeds and you can finally find me as flex crystal uh resuming every monday night on the Majestic Goose Network with my good close friend Razorburgers on Modrus Bloodsport Association. Yeah, and if this is the first show on the Majestic Goose Network you found, then uh, A, welcome aboard. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking with us to, I I believe this should be uh, episode four as of recording at least it was the fourth episode um but yeah we don't just do this show we've got a lot of other really cool shows on the network um so you can just search for uh, majesticgoose.com or follow us on twitch on at majestic goose uh twitter or i mean uh, yeah twitter at goose majestic or on youtube at youtube.com slash majestic goose and uh, just MajesticGoose.com will find uh, all the information you need about all of our shows. We are currently adding, um, I guess by the time this one goes live, we should have uh, a few more up. We will, within the month of this episode going out, we will have a total of 12 shows, counting podcast and or Twitch series. So a lot of content, all tabletop related. Uh, so go check it all out. And um Thanks for listening. So uh, we will see you all down 
Uh, I don't even know what the next episode we're going to be dropping is. It's probably going to be a one-shot onslaught or a halfway here is tomorrow because this show, I believe, is going out on Mondays. So thank you all, and thank you so much, Professor, for joining. Uh, we will talk to you all later. Oh, join our Discord, too, bit.ly slash one-shot Discord. Bye. See you guys. See you, everybody. Honk. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.